twisting it round and round. This is Mr. Coyle, Mrs. Morey said. We go to the same church. And this is my niece, Miss Fay. Moon-faced Mr. Coyle nodded and said hello. Behind his glasses, he had tiny, dark, piggy eyes. He was sweating and kept patting a handkerchief over his damp, shiny face. Miss Fay gave a nervous smile. I'm Emma, she said softly. She only looked at Sandy and me for a split second before she started to play with the ring on her finger again. The third person sat across the table from Miss Fay and Mr Coyle. She was a big woman in a horrible hat. Mrs Morey turned to her. This is my good friend and neighbour, Mrs Tucker, she said. When Mrs Tucker smiled, she showed all her teeth. They were yellow and stained by cigarettes. Her hat looked as if there was a dead garden on her head. I've been so very much looking forward to this afternoon, Mrs Tucker said. Her voice was the poshest I think I'd ever heard. Oh, yes, she went on. Hardly slept a wink last night. I've been so very, very excited. Sandy thanked everyone for coming and sat down at the top of the table. She pulled her long skirt in around her chair. Mrs Morey sat next to Mrs Tucker on one side, with Mr Coyle and Emma Fay on the other. I stayed standing behind Sandy. We should begin as soon as we can, Sandy said. I can already feel the dead pushing to get in. Can you feel it too? There was a candle holder with three candles in the middle of the dining table. Mrs Morey took out some matches to light them. I'd rather we used a light bulb, Sandy said. Just a normal light bulb, if that's okay. Mrs Morey was a little shocked. A light bulb? Are you sure? I often find they work best, Sandy said. Mrs Morey still wasn't sure. She frowned and looked at Mrs Tucker. I'm sure the young lady knows best, Mrs Tucker said. She's done this a lot more than any of us. Mrs Morey looked up at the light hanging from the ceiling. With a sigh, she started to get up onto her chair to try and reach it. What about the bulb in the lamp by the front door? I said. In the hallway. I can get it. I stepped quickly out of the dining room to fetch it. While I was in the hallway, I heard them asking Sandy lots of questions. She answered as many of them as she could, but she wanted to explain things in her own way. I know there are a lot of different names for what we hope will happen this afternoon, she said, but my mother always called it ghosting. And my brother and I learned everything we know from my mother, so we call it ghosting too. That's as good a name as any, Mr Coyle said. He said it in a jokey way, but no one laughed. I can't promise that anything will happen, Sandy said, but I'll try my best. And I'd better warn you, that I can't control the dead. If they do use me to talk to you, I can't promise you'll like what they have to say. I came back into the room then and put the bulb on the table in front of Sandy. I saw there was a gap in the curtains which let a line of sunlight sneak in. I pulled the curtains shut to block any hint of the world outside and keep the room as dark as possible. I looked at the people sitting around the table Mrs Morey and Mrs Tucker were excited. 
like kids on Christmas Eve. Mr. Coyle was sweating hard. His big moon face looked like butter. Emma Fay was still very nervous. She gripped the edge of the table. You'll be fine, Emma, Mr. Coyle whispered, leaning in close to her. Everything will be fine. He put his big hand on top of hers, but she jerked her hand away. Let us begin, Sandy said. The energy in this house feels very strong. I can tell it has seen many lives and many deaths. Chapter 2 Ghosting When Mum talked to the dead, she always did all of the is there anyone out there stuff. Some days she even went in for a whole load of weeping and wailing and swaying about.